Hey, before we begin, I want to let you know about a new show from Curious Cast that I think you might be into. It's called Russia Rising. Putin's Russia has been accused of using internet trolls, hackers, and even assassins to influence the West. This new investigative podcast hopes to unravel the giant mystery that is Russia with the help of those who know her best. Russian trolls, hackers, Putin supporters, and even a former KGB spy. Join Global News Europe Bureau Chief Jeff Semple on a journey to find out how Russia has gone from tenuous ally to a potential global threat. Listen to Russia Rising for free at CuriousCast.ca or wherever you're enjoying This Is Why. Inspired by tragedy, for the past five years, Stu Gershman has worked tirelessly to help end the stigma of depression that affects young people particularly young athletes. People ask me if this makes me feel better. It doesn't make me feel any better about what I've gone through or what I'm going through, but it's not about that. It's not about making me feel better. It's about trying to make a difference. I'm Nikki Reitmeyer, and this is Why. Dr. Stu Gershman is originally from Manitoba, but now he lives on Vancouver Island. He's a father, and he's a hockey coach. He has also been subjected to a horrible tragedy. His son, Jesse, suffered with mental health problems. Jesse was a great kid. He was gifted um, and was diagnosed with uh, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. And that was one side of him, his giftedness and his obsessive compulsiveness. Um, yes, he was brilliant and academically and in many ways, but he had another side to him, which, you know, he didn't necessarily fit in. Uh, he cared deeply about the environment. He was athletic. He actually didn't play ice hockey. He had a big, a big heart and loved nature. So um, that's who Jesse was, but he was out of balance. And eventually that lack of balance uh, uh resulted in him dying by suicide five years ago, October 29, 2014. And following Jesse's death, you were inspired to create the Buddy Check for Jesse program. What is the connection between hockey, wanting to raise awareness for mental health, and also wanting to honor Jesse's memory in this way? Absolutely. Because it's sort of a serendipitous type of thing that happened. At the time, my Jesse's younger brothers were playing bantam and atom hockey. They were uh, 13 and 10. And I've been involved in coaching uh, ice hockey for a number of years and still am. And I've always felt that um, as a coach, we have a huge responsibility to try and teach life lessons and make better people beyond just developing the skills of the game. And the hockey community was extremely supportive following the. Uh, Jesse's death. Um, we'd want to try and keep things as normal as possible for everybody in the family, and especially his younger brothers. At the time, we were raising money for a scholarship in Jesse's honor at Univers- University of Victoria, which we do have. And the t- some parents came up with an idea of um, having all the kids taping their sticks green because it's the color of mental health, which I didn't know at the time, but learned that. And um, they had some events over the following couple of weeks with green tape at some tournaments and so forth and helping raise money for a scholarship. And at the same time, I was closely monitoring my boys um, to see how they were doing. And I would go into the dressing room and 
chat to the teams a little bit about mental health and a little bit about uh, how the locker room is very important and how you guys can support each other and how mental health issues can often be invisible and you shouldn't ever judge because you can't always see everything that's going on. And um, I didn't get into incredible depth, but I definitely got into, uh, talked about it, um, a subject that isn't necessarily talked about in a dressing room by a coach. And, you know, certainly had the attention of the kids and, um, and it's, and that whole experience helped support my boys and myself. And the following year, um, when it came to the end of October, 2015, my boys said, dad, are we doing the green tape thing again this year? And are you going to talk in the dressing room? And I said, okay, sure. And it was a little easier that little easier that next year, but, uh, I sort of, again, just brought up mental health issues, try and destigmatize it, uh, trying to tell these guys to support each other. Um, you know, et cetera, talk about anti-bullying, these kinds of things, but the idea of it coming from a coach, um, cause you know, we need to, we have a, a big responsibility. And so, uh, by the, uh, third year of doing that, I thought to myself, there's something to this and why aren't other coaches doing it? I think other coaches could do it. And so here we are today. Um, that's where buddy check for Jesse emanated from was Jesse's passing away support through the hockey community for myself and my boys and, um, Canada's game. Um, and what better way to target this topic than youth, which they're the ones who are going to make the change for the future. Mm -hmm. And, it's an incredibly vulnerable group in one way because statistically up to 70% of mental uh, health illnesses, mental illnesses uh, start before the age of 19 or into the early 20s. And I've certainly known that in my career working in this age group for years. It's also the group that um, is most susceptible to change and being willing to talk about things and change things and, and, and be less judgmental when, uh, when they're taught something. So that's how that's where all this came from and that's what we're trying to do is uh destigmatize and promote discussions um by using uh, hockey and the role of a coach i think that you've really touched on a unique opportunity here because you know parents can check in with their kids to see how they're doing with their mental health and, and they certainly should i know that schools are trying to promote that more as well too but you highlight the value in coaches doing it as well. Mm -hmm. How are coaches in a unique position to reach kids in sports? Well, and that's, that's exactly it. I mean, bottom line is there's never going to be enough conversations that we can have or enough ways to target and approach and destigmatize mental health issues and promote treatment and diagnosis. That there's, and so this is just one way I'm trying to do it. So we all have to complement each other with all the different approaches. But, you know, coming, you know, a school assembly is one thing that gets brought up in school assemblies. Um, parents talking to their kids is another thing. And, and all of that is wonderful. But there's a, it's a little bit different when it's a coach. Um, it's with your team. Uh, it's a coach that, um, you know, most kids want to like their coaches. Most most kids look up to their coaches and and they're they're generally a neutral person. So I think it's just a unique uh, way to approach it. Uh, through coaches as they have a, a very specific role separate from a parent and a school and all the other typical ways that these messages have been trying to get across. 
and from coaches, uh, from parents, from kids, I receive I receive lots and lots of emails and letters and testimonials just from kids I've coached or other kids. There's one we put up on our uh, social media today from a, a 17-year-old that um, illustrates everything the program's about. Um, we did a, a buddy check awareness event on the weekend for the uh, major midget royals in Victoria against the Kootenai Ice. And it was a big, there was a green tape and green laces and the whole, and the coaches did talks to their players and so forth. And um, so I, I can read you one that's quickly the response from one of the kids here. And he's up on the social media and he has no trouble with having this, having himself recognized. So in fact, his mom just, his mom just commended him on Twitter. So oh. he, he said, I think I speak for the team when saying we always enjoy supporting this cause because I think for most of us, it really hits home. Most of us know people that struggle with mental health or even struggle with it themselves. Personally, I've suffered from anxiety and depression in the past, and it's my teammates and my family who got me through it. And I can say now that I might not be good all the time, but I know I can talk to the boys about it whenever I'm down. And then he said a couple other things. And um, I mean, that's what we're trying to get across here, create a supportive environment. So this just becomes more of a normal talk, and we can reduce the atrocious statistics of one in five people getting appropriate diagnosis and treatment for things. And not everybody has a mental illness. There's lots of people who are just going through challenges, whether it's at home with something going on or, or something, you know, transient. Uh, but people should just be able to talk about it like a sprained ankle. What does it feel like for you to get that kind of feedback or to, to, you know, to be in the bleachers and to see boys skating around with green hockey tape on their on their hockey sticks or green laces on their skates? What does that feel like to you to see that? I get asked this question a lot. I do a lot of tearing up. I've always been somewhat emotional that way, but uh, I do a lot of tearing up. I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that all of this leads to uh, a change, and, um, uh, a change in our, our, my community, a difference somehow, planting a seed in a few few people here and there, creating, making maybe, maybe people can just be a little bit more gentler and kinder in this, compassionate in the world now, and uh, hopefully my boys uh, see that you can turn some tragedy into something maybe a little bit more positive. Personally, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's a tough time of year for me. Grief is always, it's always there. It's something you live with the rest of your life. People ask me if this makes me feel better. It doesn't make me feel any better about what I've gone through or what I'm going through, but it's not about that. It's not about making me feel better. It's about trying to make a difference. And with that mission, you have reached so many young Canadian athletes. How many kids do you think that you've reached with this program? So right now uh, we have supplied uh, team resource packages, which are uh, wallet cards, uh, wristbands, a coaches talk, uh, green tape to around 900 teams. We've also supplied um, hundreds of other teams with uh, packages throughout the entire South Island and various other parts of Canada. And there's a big uh, representation of Manitoba where I'm from and um, and so there's that's where one way one way the message is getting out the other way people can get involved is simply go to the website buddycheckforjesse.com or buddycheckforjesse on social media uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram I think I covered them I'm not a techie <laughs> um, so uh, that's where they can get more information and it, the resources are all on the website if anybody wants to download them um Download the coaches talk. It's a guideline for coaches who want to 
speak to the team. A lot of coaches obviously have their own experiences and they don't have to follow what I've told them to say. Um, it's the message that's important, not not necessarily how it's delivered. Uh, I know some teachers have adapted it uh, uh, in Ontario. They've done it in the classroom, and which is fine with me. And the more the more we can get the message out, the better. You know, and admittedly, for me, uh, when I think of you helping these kids, I I first imagine you know you helping a young boys, young male athletes in hockey and in other programs. But you actually help other teams as well, girls teams too, right? Oh, there's uh, the um, in Victoria, the capital. Uh, Regional Female Minor Hockey Association has 10 teams that's on the uh, on the island here that has 10 teams involved and they will be um, they're all participating and participated last year before they became a full association and in Richmond this weekend there's a big tournament of 40 teams with a bunch of teams from Pacific Northwest and it's a female all-female tournament and they're going to be doing uh, buddy checks going to be a part of their whole weekend for the entire tournament I think it's 40 teams that's awesome so, and that's all female hockey players. Um, this goes, there's, there's, there's um, sledge hockey, there's blind hockey. Um, there's, yeah. So, yes, it does cross into many other areas. And there's nothing stopping this from going into many sports through coaches as well. And we will see where that goes in the future. I still have a day job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You're staying just a little bit busy these days, aren't you? Yeah. And not complaining about it. No. And, you know, I'm so struck by what you said a few moments ago when you said, you know, this isn't about making me feel better. It's about making a difference. And you are working tirelessly to make a difference. Yep. And I get help with it from some very special people um, as well. So much very appreciated. Stu, thank you so much for taking a few minutes away from your day job to talk to me about your passion. I really, really appreciate the conversation. Anytime, and you can reach out anytime, Nikki. To find out more about Stu's program, visit buddycheckforjesse.com. And remember, Mental Health Weekend is at the end of the month, October 26th and 27th. Coming up later in this episode. Yeah, like I see, honestly, on the highways, I see a lot of bumper stickers and things that I don't agree with, but I... I honestly would never wish ill or want to harm the driver or, or go out of my way to, like, endanger their lives. You're listening to This Is Why, a national radio show and podcast from Global News. Download and subscribe online now. Okay, this next story is so weird that I thought it was worth talking about. Let me first begin by reminding you of that joke people tend to tell about people who are vegans. You know, how do you know if someone's a vegan? Because they'll tell you that they're vegan. Well, there's a woman in London, Ontario named Abby. And Abby told the world that she's a vegan by putting a vegan bumper sticker on the back of her vehicle. Okay, whatever, right? Well, she's apparently been getting harassed because of the vegan bumper sticker that exists on the back of her car. Craig Needles talked about this on his show on 980 CFPL. Do you have any bumper stickers on your vehicle? It could range from your favorite sports teams, political statements, something that you think is funny. But do you have any bumper stickers on your car? I will say this. I've got a bumper sticker that uh, shows my support of the Toronto Maple Leafs hockey team. Something I passionately believe in. Still waiting for... Most positive results, but nonetheless, 
That's the only bumper sticker I've got in my vehicle. Other people, though, have political statements, and, and that's fine. People can put what they want on their cars. Fill your boots. You know, within reason. So if someone says, hey, defend animals as a bumper sticker, I've got no problem with that. Go vegan as a bumper sticker. Yep, that's whatever you want. You, you can express whichever political views you are so inclined to express. Abby McQuaig is having a problem with that, though. She's got a bunch of vegan-supporting bumper stickers on her vehicle. That's cool. But she says that she's treated poorly on the roads by other drivers because of that. She joins in the phone lines to have a conversation about that right now. Hey, Abby, nice to talk to you again. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Thanks. Yourself? I'm doing all right. Good, good. So tell us about, you know, for people who haven't seen the photo, you got, I'd say, what, about a dozen bumper stickers on here that uh, uh, support, you know, the vegan lifestyle or, uh, you know, friends, not food, things along those lines, which, yeah, it's fine. That's, that's people's political opinions. That's cool. Uh, your thoughts, though, on uh, what has happened to you because of these bumper stickers? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got I've got quite a variety of messages back there. Um, everything from like supporting local farm sanctuaries to um, uh, pictures of pigs or chickens that just say friend. Um, so there's a few few more that are like a bit more wordy and more triggering. I think, you know, if you love animals, you don't eat them. But the whole purpose of the messages really is just to um, try to plant seeds with people um, to get them to look at things differently, look at what they're eating, look at who they're eating differently. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, it does trigger some people into um, getting quite violent. And the other night I had an interaction with the guy who endangered tra- like people in the road, but also just felt that it was his right to yell very rude things out his window at me while he was doing it. And I, I hate that. It's, it's, it's just dangerous. That's what it is. It's just dangerous. And also it makes you a jerk. So even if there wasn't the danger element, like, you know, okay, someone else has a different opinion for you, uh, than you on whether or not someone should eat chicken. Uh, you don't have to yell at them for it. Yeah, like I see, honestly, on the highways, I see a lot of bumper stickers and things that I don't agree with. But I, I honestly would never wish ill or want to harm the driver or, or go out of my way to, like, endanger their lives, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, again, if we're talking about, like, throwing items at a car, who knows what that could mean? It could land on the windshield, obviously. It could make the person swerve into something. It is, uh, it is obviously is uh, illegal for good reason. Uh, have you talked to police about this? I haven't yet. Um, a couple of my friends have had similar interactions in the past, and they basically told me that police can't really do anything, and, and especially if you don't have dash cams already. Right. So I am going to be doing that um, as soon as possible, front and rear, just to kind of have evidence next time that this happens and to, you know, not let the bullies get away with whatever they think they can do. And that's the, the frustrating part is people just want to, you know, bully people and, and, and do it to, to feel better about themselves or something. Look, I don't know. And, hey, maybe the, the person who's mad at you is a chicken farmer or something. Like, okay, that's mm. fine. And obviously you two are going to have a disagreement over whether or not uh, there should be such a thing as a chicken farmer. But uh, that doesn't mean that you can uh, endanger uh, you and other people on the road because you're mad at this person. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's warranted. I mean, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to preach like, and and say that this is how everyone should be or that veganism is a solution. That's not what I'm saying. The whole idea with the messages is just to kind of like get people to think. And and if they're ready for like a new um, change in their life, then this might be the sign they're looking for. And really all of what I'm putting back there is all about preaching nonviolence and and more compassion to not like, not just to the animals, but to people um, to people's own health and the environment. And so, I don't know, I think it's, it's interesting and kind of sad that the reaction is an angry one. 
Yeah, in- incredibly sad. Uh, so what would you say if the person who is uh, yelling at you or throwing something at your car, whatever it happens to be, is listening to the show right now, what would you say to them? Honestly, I'd like... Uh, I, I kind of want to sit down and have like a vegan burger. I know a lot of great restaurants in London that we could go to. Yeah. Let's let's talk it out because I don't. I, I'm sure there's a reason that they responded in that way. And 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 if they're feeling threatened, then I don't know. Let's talk it out. But I really don't think violence is the answer. Oh God, no, of course not. Uh, uh, I'll ask you this, and and look, I, I I'm not saying you should have to do this, and I, I I genuinely am curious as the answer though. Have you thought about removing the bumper stickers or obscuring them in some way because of this stuff? Because it's kind of scary. Yeah, well, and especially because like I do give rides to my kid, uh, my husband's kids quite a bit, so it is a matter of their safety, not just mine, um, and what I want to expose them to, you know, that kind of thing. So. I think what I'm going to be doing is removing at least a few of them um, and perhaps leaving up hopefully some of the farm sanctuary ones are, I don't know, less offensive to people. Um, but yeah, the dash cams hopefully will prevent even if there is some interaction like that in the future. But, yeah, I would, uh, at the very least, you'd be able to say to the person, hey, I'm, I've, I uh, know where you are or whatever. I have your license yeah. plate number. I can talk to the police or whatever it happens to be. But mm-hmm. I, I look at these, these bumper stickers and, and you've sent, out a, sent us a picture of the, uh, the back of your vehicle here. It's not, mm-hmm. hey, you're, uh, you're a horrible person if you eat meat. That's not, that's not what it says <laughs> in the back of your car. It says, and I read them off earlier, it says defend animals, uh, support sanctuaries, not slaughterhouses, friends, not food. Uh, again, you don't have to agree with those messages, but they're not like super aggressive either. No. And, and honestly, my car, like granted, it's a little ridiculous. I get it. There's a lot of messages. There's a, there's a lot of bumper stickers, about a dozen, like I said. But I mean, I've even seen like some of my activist friends have cars that are completely decked out from top to bottom with all different kinds of messages that, you know, could be considered a lot better, worse, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I, I think still, regardless of how tacky or whatever my car looks like, it, it's not it's not an invitation to go harass and bully someone, you know? No, no, uh, certainly not. Uh, so anything else that you want to let uh, Londoners uh, know about on this as far as, you know, uh, road safety and, uh, and bumper sticker <laughs> activism before you wrap up here? Well, I mean, I honestly, I'm just kind of glad that it's the whole intention with the stickers, as I said, was to get people thinking about what they're eating uh, differently. And so I'm glad that it is sparking a bigger, wider conversation about that. Um, so hopefully that people, you know, will listen to that message and think, hey, maybe if someone is so passionate about this, there is a reason that, that we should look at what we're doing to animals and if that's even necessary, because it's not. And uh, there's lots of alternatives And London is such a vegan friendly city. Um, I think it's just it's just a select small few who are a little bit louder and a little bit more aggressive. But overall, I think the city is really supportive of, of uh, you know, freedom of speech. This is Why is produced by John O'Dowd and me, Nikki Reitmeyer. It's a national radio show and a podcast. You can download, subscribe, or listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Give us a rating as well as a review. And if you'd like, you can always send us an email. This is why at CuriousCast.ca. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.